What's good, everybody? Welcome back to episode five of The Syndicate. I have an incredible guest with me, a new friend of mine. I have Farshad Sarafi. He is the founder of Beyond Built Training. He's an absolute fucking G, and I'm excited to have him on today. So uh, for anyone listening, the podcast, we like to just kind of go off the cuff, don't have anything planned, and wherever the conversation takes us, there we go. And like I said, I'm excited to have him on. And uh, it's going to be a great conversation. We've been uh, hanging out here in LA the past couple past couple weeks, going to dinner, just you know, talking about a lot of ideas. So I'm happy to, like I said, have him on and, and start to share these with you guys. So Farshad, welcome, my friend. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. I will correct you though. I'm not actually the founder, I'm a business partner, but I'm not the founder. Chad is the Chad originally founded it when we had met, and that actually led to conversations because I love the idea, and I already had my own like online one-on-one coaching thing. Um, and then a number of things led to us becoming business partners and doing it together. So it's, it's a yeah. cool, it's been a cool segue, but yeah, man, I'm really grateful, man. It's been cool to like connect these past couple of weeks. We've had some really good conversations. Absolutely. I'm, I'm excited. We're going to do a lot of work together. I'm sure in the, in the upcoming future. So it's exciting times. Absolutely. So I, I kind of want to just give everyone like a background of, and if you don't mind sharing, like I, I hate kind of doing the life story stuff, but you've done a lot of things. And I think where you and I have a lot in common, and I noticed this the first time that we, we went to dinner was we know a lot of things about a lot of things, right? We've, we've done things in different disciplines. I know you were in consulting. We both had our stint in the corporate world. Uh, we've both been in sales. We understand marketing. We've done drop shipping. We've done e-commerce, kind of run everything like the gamut and, and across the board of, of all different business disciplines and different ideas. So um, could you just do me a favor and give everyone kind of a background, like just in a nutshell, like one to two minutes, like what have you been doing the past couple of years and what led you up to uh, where you're at now? Yeah, I'll make it real simple. So when I was in college, I went to school for accounting. I got a chance to intern at my mom's tax business learn how the tax system works a little bit, got hands-on experience, learned a ton about how money really works, at least from the tax standpoint. She's also a real estate person, so that's that's always been helpful. I went to school for accounting, but most of my time, if I wasn't around accounting, was spent learning about fitness because I went through certain injuries in high school that kind of pushed me away from being able to play long-term. And it was my own mistakes. A lot of it was just ego lifting, not really understanding like what it took to be the best, but still wanting to be the best and pushing myself because I've always had this knack to, to figure things out. Like that's always what it's been helped friends throughout college, like get in shape from things I'd learned. Um, and then when I got out of college, I was already working. So I worked in AAA while I was in college, which was dope because it taught me a lot about nutrition, how restaurants run a lot of the back end stuff of a business that I don't think I ever really realized was valuable until later down the line. Uh, and then I went to banking sales, which, was during my last year of college. And I was like, cool, I'm going to figure this, you know, get this sales experience. And like you and I talked about banking sales is one of the most uncomfortable things like to be in a bank and try to talk to someone about the money that you actually see in their account and like what they have with you. Like it's, especially at 22 on 22, it was really uncomfortable for me. Like I didn't at all feel comfortable. I, 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 honestly, for a long time, I felt slimy about it. Um, mm -hmm. So I did, I ended up doing really well um, after like the first three, four months of being there, I found kind of, I am very desiring of connecting with people intimately and understanding who they are, why they are. And taking that path actually made banking sales a lot easier. There were definitely times I had ethical issues with it just because of working in a more of a corporate giant in the banking system. I definitely didn't really appreciate the way certain things were done, but I understood it from a business standpoint. And I actually ended up getting to the point where I was like top five in the region at selling. So it was, it was cool. I developed a skill that really, really helped me. 
Um, but honestly, at that time, I was like, I, I don't think this is it for me. I'm going to go work in software, worked in software for a couple of years, got afforded a lot of really interesting experiences and, and on projects for construction software that opened my eyes to just how fast technology was moving. So transitioned into manufacturing for a year, worked for a guy who was one of my trainers growing up. That didn't really pan out the way I wanted it to. I think in some ways it moved in a pace that I didn't really feel was fast enough for me. And also like there was a disconnect, I think in how I saw it and how they saw it. And that was fine. Like at the end, it was my fault. And that transition, you know, came, came full circle. And then I got to FedEx and I was working in consulting. So when I got to FedEx, I was like, you know what? Like I've been inside a lot of different businesses already. And logistics is something that obviously you realize what the backbone of the economy is, but this is the last job. I don't want to, I don't want to keep working for someone else. I don't really have full clarity on what exactly this is going to look like, because I'm still kind of doing the online coaching thing. Um, but I'm going to figure I, this is the last job. I even told my mom at the time, I was like, this, this is going to be the last job. And she's like, yeah, okay, whatever. So one thing after another, one of my good friends and I started a business, uh, didn't really work out. So we were like, Hey, to raise capital, we're going to start drop shipping. And at this point I was still working at FedEx, still had like a little bit of a coaching business and. I was like, let's start drop shipping. So this was September of 2019. We spent, I spent four months to like two o'clock in the morning with a, a good friend of mine from Twitter. And he was helping me learn how to market, how drop shipping work, ad angles, creative branding, all this stuff. Mind you, while working in consulting. So it was like the middle of December. And I remember getting a text from my friend because he had he had funded some of the cash. He was like, look, if we don't figure this out now, we might have to put pause. Like, I remember him saying that. And I was like, you're one of my best friends. You've been, you're the only person who's really jumped into this with me. Like I got to figure a way. And funny enough, the two days later at starting at the dropshipping store started to do well. And we, we were doing numbers where like, I remember waking up and being like, there's no way I, I'm waking up and we're at 2k in sales already. Right. Yeah. Like I think dropshipping very much teaches you the skill of what business is, which is marketing, connecting with the customer, fulfillment, distribution, whatever. Like that's really what it teaches you. And so that was growing. And then of course, January of 2020 hit, we hadn't even really hit on ads, but we were doing like, we were getting to the point where it was like, we were doing three, four, 5k a day. And, you know, within over a 22 day period, we had done almost hundred K and obviously COVID had hit and Chinese new year is right in the middle of January. So it was like, stop the store. Now the fulfillment's not happening because of what's happening in China. And I was like, okay, this is just a pause. Like if it's a month, if it's two months, whatever, I'm still working at FedEx. At the time I'm looking at other jobs because I was like, I don't want to be in this job anymore. Yeah. And I'm still coaching. So I'm looking at jobs on the West Coast and then COVID comes to the States, kind of shuts the shit down. So long story less long, Chad, who's my now business partner, him and I had met at the LA Fed Expo. We had sat down looking at his business. I was like, you're, you're doing this with your ads dashboard. Doesn't make sense. This is why it's not working. He's like, why do you say that? I was like, I've spent 50 grand in ads. This is why your business is not working. I can show you the numbers. He started working with the mentor that I had worked with to build my own coaching business, which I hadn't really, I had a, a little bit of a business, but like after a certain amount of clients, I was like, I'm not going to keep trying to push this. I'll create content, see how it goes. But like, yeah. I wasn't as fully invested. And so I helped him with the back end of what is now beyond built. And I remember him one time on a Zoom call at the end of March being like, so why not do more? And I was like, look, that's the same thing I told you in LA. If it's a business, I want it to be bigger than just one-on-one coaching. Like I want to build a brand, have experiences, have clothing, have gyms, have apparel. I was like, I want this to be bigger. It can't just be one-on-one coaching. I love it. You can make money. I, I like being inside of all these businesses. The aspiration was more, it was bigger. Yeah. Right. And I understand that online coaching, your, your main offer is the thing that gets you started. And I'm like, I'm totally cool with that. 
just like any business that starts with one core offer. It just can't just be one thing for me, like long-term. I want to build something that makes a difference. And like, it, I believe in that. So we got into a conversation after a couple couple more days and he was like, what would it take to be together? And I was like, this is what I need. And he was like, really, that's it. And I was like, I'm being crystal clear on what I want. I'm not going to bullshit you. I do what I do best. And I feel like it's better that as much as we do have certain skills that overlap, it's better for you to focus on one part, you to focus on the other, obviously have our conversations, start working together. And so we started together and very quickly Beyond Built grew. And it was at the end of May of 2020. And I had been in a relationship at that point for two years. And I really came to a lot of realizations during COVID that had been there for probably almost a year at that point. But I, digging deep down, I was like, you probably, if you were being honest with yourself, this wasn't the relationship for you. And you knew that on the second date. But there was things that I had to work through insecurity-wise that hadn't fully come to light, but the relationship very much magnified them. So we made the move. I, I ended that relationship within a couple hours. I had moved out was in my parents' house. I was like, okay, I have a choice. I can sleep on the floor at my parents for a while and try to figure something out, or I can move west and ultimately put in my two weeks, move across the country, and we haven't looked back since. And Beyond Bolt has been a key pillar to that. Um, there's been a lot of interesting challenges that come with building a business. And I think the thing that I've learned in the last couple of years, especially, is like there's no limit to what you can create, but that's also based on your tolerance for being vulnerable because business is a very, very detailed process on pulling apart every single thing you believe or don't believe. And you have to be able to go through the process of evolving as a human, particularly for us as men. And that that definitely has been a catalyst. These last few years have very much magnified work that I'd been doing for seven or eight years, whether it was extreme personal development or what I learned in the business world. And I think that's, I feel that's been a big part of why we are where we are. And that's why we're heading where we're heading. So that's kind of the short form version of what happened. You know, there's so much that you just touched on. We can go in so many different directions, but I'll start here. You know, I think a lot of the time people will, will discount the ability to get in the ring and start throwing punches, right? Hypothetically. Right. And when you do a bunch of different things in business, right, whether it's in corporate, right, whether it's working at Chipotle, whether it's, you know, I worked in a sandwich shop when I was, I worked in Jersey Mike's sandwich shop when I was 19. Like, when, regardless of what it is that you're doing, if you look at it from a bird's eye view and you start to understand the systems and start to be able to reverse engineer the systems that are in place, you start to get an understanding of business, right? Like you and I were at Delilah last night and then you were like, I, you know, I was like, oh, I would love to do something like this in, in Philly. And you were like, okay, well, yeah. And then you broke down the numbers within like 30 seconds. You were like, yeah, well, you can run it, you know, 15% profit margin, do X, Y, and Z. You need this type of cash flow. That only comes from years and years and years of experience in different disciplines. And I think where you're at now and what I know and what we've talked about off, you know, off the record is you're scaling very fast and you probably wouldn't be able to scale as fast as you are now because you'll, you'll, most likely, like we were talking about last night, you're going to do well over seven figures this year within the company. So that being said, it's like, when I think about it, it's like, you're able to scale so fast because you understand the backend systems that make business business. And you're able to execute on every single principle that you've developed over the past, you know, 10, 15 years in, in doing all of mm -hmm. these different things. So that's the first thing I want to touch on. Um, the second thing was the ability to be dynamic right. And the ability to adapt, you know, based on what's going around, what's going on around, right. Like 
COVID, like COVID hit, everything gets shut down. You pivoted right away, right? You made mm-hmm. decisions with such quick execution, just such decisive action that when I look at you now and like, you know, now that, you know, we're getting to know each other, I think the decisive action is the, probably one of the main reasons why you're doing so well now, right? Mm-hmm. Why you're able to move with such speed and execute at a very high level because you were able to take the action. You understood that, look, you know, I'm not happy in this job. I need to do X, Y, and Z. I need to make a drastic change. And when you create drastic change in your life, I really think that, and this is for everyone listening, like when you create drastic change, you change your fundamental circumstances, your life fundamentally changes, right? Whether it's moving to a new city, whether it's dropping toxic friends, getting out of a toxic relationship, changing businesses, changing jobs, changing countries, your whole life. I think when you're able to do that and you stand by your decision, and you're in the arena and you just start to throw punches and make shit happen, you're going to be ultimately more successful than sitting there just in your head the entire time. What am I going to do? Thinking, playing, playing games of chess in your head. It's, it's just bullshit. So, you know, I, I admire that about you. The fact that you're able to move so decisively in a lot of things that you do, right. Which is really, really cool. And I think that's something that a lot of people are going to be able to take away from this. And, and over the course of this conversation, it's just like, and I talk about it all the time, speed and, and decisive action gets you to where you need to be. Yeah. I, the thing with the with business too is like, we've grown, right? Like there's definitely, we had that conversation multiple times since we've met. There are times where it's like, you feel like you're taking two steps backward to move five steps forward over the course of six to 12 months, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I look at our business, we've had some crazy months and then we've had months where I'm like, okay, what the hell's going on? Like, why, why is this happening? Like, why does it seem to be a little slower or whatever? But the one thing that I, I learned in like being in my business experiences in like the corporate world, I was in businesses that were 10 million and up. Right. And so as I've learned, and it's the conversation I have, we have with our mentors, like I've seen what 10 million and up looks like, right. I've seen 10 million, I've seen 15 million, I've seen 65 billion. I've been on the inside of these things understanding what the infrastructure looks like and being deep in it and then working with different businesses in consulting because that was part of what the the job was you learned so much at a bigger scale the challenge has always been getting from zero and scratch to 10 million right and that's where i'm living right now and i tell people i was like a lot of what i understand are things that are, are not within this experience because it's new to me, right? Like there are things that I've had conversations with members. I was like, I want to do this. They're like, that's not something to think about yet. They're like, we love that you think like that. You also have to understand it's X, Y, and Z. It's like a way more simpler path, zero to three, three to five, five to 10 than the one you see, right? And it's because you have another experience, like obviously starting something from scratch, like you don't have the brain reputation of an established business that's been around for 10 years that does 15 million revenue, totally different ballgame, right? And so the one thing that I have learned that has helped is I understand very fundamentally, it doesn't matter what size business you are. It doesn't matter if you're year one or you're 20. We are all in the business of people. I don't even care if you sell products, right? Like we, we were, we've talked about people who sell products all the time. You're in the business of people. And the one thing that early on in my life, especially at, at 19, when I had certain things happen, I went really deep down the personal development and human behavior path. Because I was like, I don't understand why I feel the things I do. I'm not fully understanding why I'm acting the way I am. I'm going to over index on this. And then 21 came and I was like, I felt something like really challenged within myself as I had this experience with, you know, my mom and my dad, I was like, I got to get even deeper. I got to get into like doing the, the real work of evolving, healing, growing, developing, like even deeper. And every year in my life since has been a new layer, a newfound understanding. 
And all it has helped me do, which was always the one thing I found in my corporate career that I would, I would get a lot of good feedback on is you carry yourself well. You understand how to connect with people. And I would meet people in my corporate career where I was like, I don't feel like you really have that great of a skill set. Like, I don't think you're that good at product development or marketing or whatever. And I realized the reason they were considered that good was because they actually had a real understanding of what people, right? If you're great at product, you understand people and what they need. If you're great at selling, you're great at understanding people and what they need. If you're great at marketing and the more I got into it, I was like, technical skill is a little different. Software coding, all that kind of stuff. Obviously you need people understanding, but it's a lot of logic-based reasoning, which is, you know, down the line of what human behavior is at some level. When it comes to building the business, you're in the business of people. And so that became a big part of this. So now that we are where we are in the last two years, particularly these skill sets have helped. Like anytime I've been unsure, like you, you've already, like you and I've helped each other in our, each other's business already. Like, I mean, I gave you a call. I said, yo, do you know someone who can do this? You got me something, right? Yeah. You asked me for ideas with business. I get same thing. Like we, we rip it apart. The, the ability to understand, communicate, connect, and engage people, I have found to be the most valuable, right? Like if we looked at, if I looked at the last two years of, or even three years of business, more times than not, things have happened for us in situations through connecting, valuable conversation, meaningful connection that ultimately have saved hundreds of thousands of dollars and also made us hundreds of thousands of dollars. Why? It's the connection. It's the people relationship. And that has very much has an ROI that's very disproportionate. At the end of the day in business, you still have to sell. You have to understand the market. There's massive opportunity. Yet early on and always in business, I love what Tony Robbins says, the challenge isn't resources, it's being resourceful. Mm. And that's been something that I've spent a lot of time on within. It's like, okay, you don't have that much money. What can you do, right? Rather than looking at what you don't have, what can you do? Same thing with relationships. I might not be the most evolved person relative to some of my peers, what can I bring to the table? How do I connect with those people? And I think that's the big thing with all of this. And then on the other side of it too, is like, yeah, like you can look at a business model and tear it apart. It's also like this, it's like lifting weights. It's like, you have to have let yourself be in the process, dig into the weeds experience, get really, really curious in order to do that. So like, I might not be in the restaurant business, but I've asked a lot of questions of people and the best way to learn is to learn from the people who are in it, right? The same thing with our business, like the people who've helped us most are people that have already done it before and have understanding. So it's being really willing and curious to learn and then apply. And and we do move with speed, right? I also am a big believer now from previous business experience, speed is important, but to execute with high quality speed, you need clarity. Yes. Right. I think that's the thing that oftentimes people miss. If and clarity requires simplicity. If you don't keep it simple, speed is very difficult to come by. I've met a lot of people in the business world who like it's not that simple, but they're able, they move very, very fast. And because there is some nuance or ability to connect or market or whatever, they can do well to a point. And then the thing that's holding them back is the lack of simplicity. Because at some point it's like you're throwing shit against the wall and your bottleneck is the fact that you haven't made it that simple. And I think that's the thing that I've learned. And sometimes nowadays, and I have this conversation with Chad, sometimes I do move a little slower and it's not out of like, hey, I don't want to move fast. It's like, hey, what if when we put the piece down, we accelerate 10X? What if it's just a little bit more cohesive? What's a little bit more simple? What if it's a little bit more clear? All of a sudden, it's like that same piece. The value is 10X rather than what we've had happen early in the business at times, which is we keep seeing the same problem, seeing the same problem. Okay, let's stop for a sec, get clear, move forward. I, I completely agree. And, and 
I, I want to go off on this kind of little tangent here. I think why I'm able to succeed very well and succeed very quickly is because of my ability to articulate complex ideas in a simplistic form. Mm-hmm. When you're talk, when I'm talking to a, a potential customer, right? I can't use high level marketing words. I can't use jargon. I can't use, and this is something I learned from being in sales. Every single person does not want to be sold to. They just want to be understood. And they want somebody who is on their team, right? And the way that I sell is so different from, and and I want to just touch back on when you were doing financial sales. The way that I sell is so different because I've, I'm collaborating with the customer. And when you can collaborate instead of sell, it changes the frame of the conversation. When you seek to understand, that's when you can close deals at fucking 70, 80, 90%, right? Our close rate right now, it's like 70%. But I think about that and it's like, that's something that I've had to do over the course of years because when you're, explaining like a more a, a complex kind of financial product, right? Like a loan or like uh, an investment portfolio or an investment or an ETF or a hedge fund or any, any kind of thing like that. Um, some kind of wealth advisory type thing. You need to be able to break it down at a third and fourth grade level. Yes. And the way that you do that is by understanding their situation so deeply, asking the right questions, Right. You can understand more in three questions than you can in 10 questions if you ask the right questions. You ask the question, and then it sounds like, it feels like, it looks like. To me, it sounds like. To me, it feels like. To me, it looks like you are doing X, Y, Z. To me, it sounds like the problem is X, Y, Z. It sounds like you want to be here, right? Mm -hmm. So by asking these questions, right, you're able to really understand. Because when you're able to label what their actual problem is, you're able to get more information out of them. Because most people when you're selling to, they lie, right? They never give you the full story because they don't want to be sold to. So the entire game is to seek to understand because you genuinely do want to understand, especially in the businesses that we have, which is a client relationship. It's all based around people. The best salespeople are elite at understanding people or world-class at, at people which is probably why you and I could probably go into any situation, any city in the world, and we'll have friends within 48 hours, right? Yeah. We'll have contacts, we'll have friends, we'll know the people at the club, we'll know within 48 hours, no problem. So when you seek to understand, especially in business, you seek to understand a couple of things. You seek to understand people, which comes from experience. Then mm-hmm. you seek to under, understand the systems of why a business operates in the way that it does. And this is how I look at everything, right? Like, and I've seen the insides of operations doing 200 million a month, right? Mm-hmm. Which is literally just one offer, one traffic source that works and a shit ton of salespeople. So when you seek to understand these things, it makes you not only better at making money and better in business, but it makes you also able to connect with people on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. And when everyone, everyone just wants to be understood. And like I said, no one wants to be sold to. And where I'm going with this is like the reason why I've had kind of this meteoric success within the last year is because I fundamentally understood and I did the work on the front end when I was, you know, 19, 20, 21 to be able to really understand people, to really understand how to connect with people. Because someone who feels like they're understood and resonates with you and trusts you and conveys that trust and you build trust with them, they're going to buy from you again and again and again and again. 
So the whole key is the whole hack to the matrix, if you will, is just under is just being completely open with people and understand just asking the right questions and understanding their situation and then providing them with the solution. Right. And I, I want to know if you agree with me here. I have this, I have this saying, like every time someone gets on a call with you, they want to buy. And it's your, it's always your deal to lose if they get on a call. Right. No one wants to waste their time and they want to know if their situation, if, if you're going to help them move forward in their, whatever situation that they're in. And the reason I say that is like, you know, I had a guy called me and he's like, yeah, he's like, I took like 15 calls this week. And like, we closed none of them. I said, well, he's like, oh, it's an issue with the lead quality. I said, no, it's not an issue with the lead quality. You're probably not as good as you think you are. Mm -hmm. A lot of salespeople, a lot of people starting out in business. Mason said this to me, my my partner, Mason, he said, uh, for, and he's my partner in Cashflow Syndicate. He goes, you know, if you were really good at business, if you were really good at sales, you'd be doing way better than you, than you are right now. And this is for everybody because it's all this giant learning process. So I said to the guy I was on the phone with, I said, look, like what you need to do is you need to ask better questions. You need to seek to understand. Like I said, this comes from years of experience. And so with, I want to ask you how is, and I know you've done a lot of, you know, understanding of people and and read a lot of books and, and you're very well versed in it. How, as you've built your business, has your level of understanding people changed? Like, what was the biggest, like, does that make sense as a question? Like, what yeah, 100%, 100%, 100%. What that. I found, yeah, I, I, I found it to be a couple of things, right? I think the big lesson in all of this is like your evolution of understanding people has to actually get simpler over time, right? Okay. What do people want? How do they operate? Understanding like people will operate in their protective lens, right? Like, or, or like some people like to say their selfish interest. Like, if you want to figure, if you want to figure out what, how someone's going to act in a situation, just think of the most selfish thing they could do in that situation. I look at that as more like it's survival of the fittest. So, what are you going to do, right? The the challenge oftentimes for many people as they grow a business is they see it through the lens of I. And the only way to really grow a business and to really scale it is that I and sense of identity and self has to leave, right? Every great business that you probably buy from, like we were sitting there last night, we both have iPhones, right? Or we were talking about Chanel or Gucci or Prada or any of these designer brands, or like you're talking about, you know, like Uber or some of these other things. All of these things, there might be like big figureheads, there's Bezos, there's Musk, there's like Tim Cook, all these people, right? The actual entity itself is about a collective message, right? And yes. so the challenge becomes in your understanding of people, can you understand that people, all, they want to be a part of something, right? Yeah. The reason people buy Gymshark or Kill Crew or, or Nike or Under Armour or whatever, it's the collective connection to what they do. I always, I, I've had this conversation with some of my friends. You don't know who Kevin Plank is, but he's the guy who's, you know, is the CEO of Under Armour. You just wouldn't know that unless you've been in the corporate world or like have some entrepreneurial awareness. We know we, you and I both know some people who, who have started some crazy brands. Most people have no fucking clue who those people are. They know the brand though. Like I can tell you how big some of these brands are that we've seen have grown. They don't know. You don't know the people who run it. Why? It's not that personal branding or like an individual doesn't play a huge role. Like as the heads of the company, yes, you do play a huge role. The challenge becomes, can you transition in your mind out of the, I have to do it. I am in charge of this. I am the best salesperson. I this. The reality is, is if you are the best at every single thing in your business, that, that has a scaling point and that has a limit, right? The faster you get out of that idea, 
as you implement the skill sets you have rapidly to move, the more you can grow. Right. And like, that's been something that, you know, I've, when I chat and I talk about things, I'm like, I'm so ready to hand things off quickly and pay for it. Not because I, it's being lazy, but at the same time, it's like, if we're going to go where we want to go and we want to keep getting better and work on the business and build the business, you, you and I can't spend time doing admin tasks. You and I can't spend time doing a lot of these other ancillary things, which at the beginning you have to do, yeah. yet it's not serving you to keep doing them. And I think the transition of building culture, building brand, creating a we and not an I, that is the thing I, I find people struggle with most, but also it's because when people get into business, and I've learned this, so many people have, you and I don't have this, which I think is also our gift in a lot of ways. So many of the people who start business, they're like, I couldn't work for someone else. I didn't agree with the system. I, I There's a lot of I, right? And so their identity is, is I work for me, right? Yet the biggest lesson in entrepreneurship is you work for everybody not only your team, but your customers. That's the ass backwards part of, of entrepreneurship that most people don't realize. They think it's, I'm the entrepreneur. I'm this person. And then it's when you realize you're only- Completely. Yeah. And it's like, when you realize this is about your team, your customers, and that is going to determine how big you get. That is going to determine how much opportunity you have on top of obviously understanding the mechanics of business. That's when it's like, oh shit, like this isn't about you. And yeah, you can, if you want to be like, hey, I, you know, run my own marketing business or whatever. Cool. You're self-employed and there's nothing wrong with being self-employed, but going out of your way to be like, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a CEO, I'm this. I see it all the time in, in the digital spaces. People are like, oh, I'm this entrepreneur and, you know, I did this and I did that. And like, I'm the CEO. And I'm like, let's be honest, like you're, you work for yourself. So no, you're not. An, an entrepreneur you just work for yourself two you're not a ceo you don't report to a board of directors you don't have shareholders like let's get it really clear and i don't have a problem with the term ceo like i have friends who own the company and that yes you are a ceo yes you're a ceo and they built a team and etc 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 these things are true the lens you look at those things in is very indicative of a lot of the outcomes in your business because you are so fixated on this image and this identity you create from all these insecurities you have and can it drive you pretty far? Yeah. I mean, pain is a great way to push someone to somewhere, but at the end of the day, it's, it's more, it's much more about like revenge than it is passion, purpose, desire, joy, happiness, all these things that actually help you move forward. And I think that's the big thing is when you actually step out of that, you start playing the the long game, which is I'm in a no exit game. Like I tell my friends, I'm like, we're going to get to all these numbers I talk about. If it happens next year, great. If it happens five years, great. If it happens 10 years, great. I'm not even attached to that. I like love this process so much. I'm fixated on let's just fucking do the process and get better at the process. You know, you know what I really resonate with is like when you when we were talking about this last night and that when I when we had met for the first time and you, we were laughing about all the people that call themselves CEOs of whatever, right? And you were like, you don't report to a board of directors. You have no shareholders. You have no employees. Like, what are you a CEO of, Right. What's interesting for me, bro, is I think, okay, I am like genuinely unemployable at this point, right? Like I would never, ever, 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 ever in a thousand lifetimes go back to, I'm going to go work for somebody else because I just value my time and I value my freedom so much. Like if I want to wake up, if I want to get drunk on a Tuesday and wake up at 3 p.m. hungover on a Wednesday, guess what? I can fucking do that. If I want to go and travel to Thailand, I'm getting all these invites to go to Thailand right now. That's why I bring it up. Like if I want to go to Thailand tomorrow, I can, right? So all of these things, like that freedom is worth so much more. But 
a lot of people who get into their starting their own business, they just do it for the money, right? Mm -hmm. The money is not what you should be doing it for. I don't think, and, and this is, this is something I feel very, very strongly about. I don't think you need to be super passionate about what it is you're doing to get paid if it's working for you, right? Mm -hmm. I enjoy the process of helping my clients make money, right? Am I the biggest nerd who cares about data analytics for fucking email marketing? Absolutely not, right? But I know I do something very well and I know it works, right? Mm -hmm. But by doing that, I've been able to buy my freedom. That's my mission is I want to be able to have the freedom that I do now just at a higher level. And, and you know, of course, more money is always nice. But by, by buying my freedom, I've effectively quit a nine to six, right? Or an eight to six, however, however, like, you know, the 50, 60 hour work, work weeks in order to work 24 seven, in order to work every day. I'm always working, but I'm completely driven by ego. And this is something where I think I'm, I'm pretty self-aware. I'm completely driven by ego because I just want to say a big fuck you to the system. I got my experience. I know exactly what I need to do. And now I'm using all the experience that I, that I grinded for in the trenches to now go and do my own thing. And I've, what I've effectively done is I've bought back and purchased back my freedom. Here's another thing. I was, you know, I loved playing video games when I was growing up. I loved playing chess. I loved, you know, I played sports. Like I was the captain of my high school lacrosse team. I, you can't play sports forever, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can't play sports the highest level forever. You can do business forever. You can play this game forever. You can go to the most, when you're, when you have the money, when you have the money and you have little shitloads of money, you can, like Jordan Belfort says in Wolf of Wall Street, buys you, it buys you better life. Like I've been all, I've been all over the world. I've been to the most expensive places where it's $25,000 for a table for one night and all the girls are tens. And I'm like, yo, like there is a certain way that life is lived that is only lived by a certain percentage of people. And I am doing a disservice to myself and my family and my ancestors if I don't live at the highest level. Right. And so that's what I'm sure. fucking motivated by. Right. But mm -hmm. I also love the game. Like mm -hmm. I, I just, I love the game because it's fun to me. And I think what's interesting is like the, the bigger you get, right. The higher you climb in business, the more you realize there's so much more to do and so more, many more glass ceilings to, to crush and just blow through. Like you can have a month where you make like, you know, a hundred grand and you're like, Oh shit. Like, well, if, like that was fucking easy. So how do we double that? Right. Like, what do we need to do to double that? Okay. Like if we can do 200, then how do we do 400? Okay, how do we do a million a month? Like, what the fuck needs to happen? And then it's just this big game of just like beating your high score and comparing mm -hmm. yourself to where who you were and where you were before. And you just get to fucking smoke everything. And it's a shit ton of fun. You get to meet other like-minded people who are doing the same fucking thing as you. You and I are on the same page. I knew exactly from the first five minutes when we started talking, you and I were on the same page. And it's like you get to meet really cool people. You get to live a crazy life. You get to live at literally at the highest level. Do whatever the fuck you want. And just have a shitload of fun in life. And like, that's what mm -hmm. motivated me to do this. Cause I was like, dude, I hate authority. I want a Lambo. I'm like, I like nice shit. I like nice places. I like pretty girls, yeah. like all this shit. So I'm like, all right, like I gotta get rich. Yeah. And look at the end of the day, like we had that conversation the first time we met, which is like, we have different wants and I can appreciate where you're coming from and same with me. And there's nothing wrong with, like, I tell my friends all the time, like, and I have, a, I've been around a lot of people who are successful and they're all in different spheres. Some people are married and have kids. Some people are in that phase where they want to be the playboy or whatever, and that's fine. And like other people are like, hey, like I just want to, I do me and I chill. 
right? Like that's yeah. a lot of where I'm at. I, at the end of the day, it's like, what do you want and why, right? Are you clear on that? And that is going to continue to change just like it does in a customer journey, right? The yeah. person who's 35 and just had a newborn has very different desires than the 45 year old woman who, you know, kids are going to college, right? Yeah. Like everything is very like, sees almost seasonal in its sense and it evolves over time. And I, what I've learned in the last 10 years particularly is being clear on what you want being okay with that changing like this is where you're at now two years from now this conversation might look totally different like you might want to have a wife you might want to have kids in this moment that's where you're at and that's there's nothing wrong with that like to me i've learned people need to live experience in order to move forward right obviously nobody wants anything catastrophic to happen but i'm a firm believer that everything does happen for a reason just like i've gone through the challenging experiences i have and it shapes the direction you go and what you want like I'm a, you know me, I'm a super low key guy. Like I don't, I love going out to dinner. Like we have great talks at dinner. I'll go out to dinner. I'm staying, but when I'm up late, I work. And then I get up early and I work and like, like training and like doing low key things. But like, you're going to South by Southwest this weekend. Yeah. If you're like, yo, come with me. And I'm like, maybe at some point I'll come with you. But like, it, it doesn't like, it doesn't like, and it's and, like, I think it's good because I meet people and I'm always open to going to events and meeting people. And just as much like, it doesn't, it's not like, yo, I feel like this compulsive need to fly to Texas and be like, yo, let's go to South by, no sleep. Like we're all going to go out, we have fun. But I think it's cool. Like, I think there's a lot in those experiences that one can gather. And I also understand that my experience brings that and I can appreciate you are. And I think that's the thing too, is as you evolve, can you appreciate where other people are and what they want? Because at the end of the day, like we're all figuring it out for ourselves, what we want. And like, we all have different beliefs and different views. Like I'm a big believer now on the idea that like, what you want is always going to change and who you become is always going to evolve. And when you appreciate those two things, you can appreciate that journey and focus on the actual process yeah. rather than, Oh, am I this millionaire? Oh, do I have a Lambo? Oh, do I have this massive business? Oh, did I go to South by so I'm like, who did you become in that journey? Yeah. And yeah, you're going to have to learn about your insecurities. You're going to have to work through all the shit that you're challenged with. Cool. Like that's part of the game. And at the end of the day, like you and I talked about this the other day, money's cool. Money is only going to solve money problems. At the yep. end of the day, the same things that got you to money and Hormozy did a great job talking about this. He's like, I made all this money and I felt the exact same as I did when I had nothing. And that was the real like, hey, this game is about who you be, like be, do, have. And when you come to that understanding and you work through things and you have certain experiences, a lot of this shifts. Like you and I were talking about it too. I was like, dude, in three years, you and I will probably have a very different conversation because you're going to go through a lot to make money. Those experiences will offer you a certain insight. Yeah. And, you know, your wants will be the same. I went through certain things at a young age that, like, at 21, I was like, I honestly, I couldn't care less about any of this money shit or, like, who I look like, right? Does it show up every once in a while? Do I have my insecurities that I'm working through actively that every once in a while it's like, hey, I do like a nice thing here and there? Sure. I don't find that to be an insecurity as much as I find it to be, okay, I like a nice thing here or there. But, like, like we talked about, most of my outfits are $35 pair of jeans and a $10 V-neck. Like that's my outfit. Like I, that's what I rock, and that's cool with me. Do I have a couple of nice things here and there? Sure, that's not what drives me. If people like nice things, there's nothing wrong with that. I got friends who have nice things, have nice homes, fulfilled life. There's also nothing wrong with that. I've seen both sides of the coin. It's just more a matter of what do you want and who do you want to become. Yeah, man. What's what's really interesting about that, right? Is like, see, it, to me, like, like it was never about the money. It was always about the freedom, right? Mm -hmm. And the more money I make the more freedom and more experiences I can have. Right. So like, that's why, like, I'm, I'm, I, especially at this point in my life, like, and I, I told you the first time, you know, 
when we, when we had dinner, I said, bro, like I am super, super fucking happy. Like my life is like, literally like I have no stress. I, I'm doing well. I'm in shape. I'm able to train when I want. I'm able to eat the highest, like whatever, whatever kind of food, high quality food. Like I'm, I, I'm able to, you know, go to dinner with my friends, take them out, not, not give a shit, mm-hmm. like, take care of my family, all that stuff. That's what matters to me. Like that's what originally drove me. Right. But now when there's like an experience that comes up, right. I know that the more stories that I pack in, right. Like I had this crazy, crazy trip in you know, all over Europe the more stories and the more experiences that I say yes to at this point in my life, I'm going to be able to tell later. And mm-hmm. it was, it's never about the money. It's just about like living a life that like, I look back on my life, right. On my deathbed and be like, yo, I lived a really fucking good life. Mm-hmm. Like that is what like that plus the freedom is what motivates me every single day. Like, that's what I fucking care about. Like, yeah. Okay. Let's use the, let's use a Lambo example, right? Like I said this on Twitter. It's like, you know, for, for me, the experience of having all the shit, like having all the toys that most people in life are never going to never going to have and being young and having that experience while you're young, as opposed to when you're 40, like no one cares about the guy who pulls up in a, in a Lambo and he's 40. Right. Yes. But if I'm 25 and I'm able to do all that shit, like it's going to be a really good story to tell to my kids and my grandkids later on down the line, which is why I want to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. The, money, it, the, mo- the money matters. Yeah. Cause it buys you the freedom and it allows you to buy the experience. Right. And so my whole thing, when I look back on my life is like, I just want to have a shit ton of stories, man. Yeah. And like, that's that it, it motivates the hell out of me. It motivates, motivates me to move really fast. Like to be able to have that, the freedom that I do now, just at a, a completely higher level. is like, why I'm, why I do what I do, bro. And like, why I've gotten really good at everything I do. Because it's like, the better I get, the more people you can impact, the more people you impact, the more others get to live a beautiful life as well. And that's what I think mm-hmm. is super important. Man. I think the idea of being able to create a story is phenomenal, right? I think it, I, I had this conversation with a friend of mine and I was like, I really think in the world we live in, like you come to this life and you're born in a world to have a richly filled human experience, right? Like you learn life lessons, you go through this journey where you rip apart every single bit of your internal being and it manifests in the world that's around you, right? Like your action, your operative nature is going to manifest into the real world. Like that's the truth about it, right? Going through those experiences is going to teach you all your, all your lessons. That's how I see it. I, I don't see it. I truly don't see that it's any different for someone to go down the path of having a lot of money, feeling broken inside and then realizing what their life meaning is or like what they want out of life versus the person who figures out what they want and then just going down that path. You have to learn your lesson just like I have to learn mine. The thing is own it. Yeah. Period. There's like, I, 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 and my friends I've seen, like they own something and then something happens that like, like they have an event, whether it's with money or family or whatever. Like I had a very personal event with my mom where she got very sick and that changed a lot of my views on the world and like what I actually wanted to create. Right. That's, I think those things happen for a reason. And I think if you just go down the path and you keep building and becoming the person you want to become and constantly audit that, your experiences, your life, they will facilitate that. Some people seek deep personal development way earlier than other people do. Some people have to go through certain things. Life is happening as it's meant to. It's never too, too slow. It's never too fast. It's always on time. And I think with the idea of, yo, I'm buying freedom. I think you're buying, I, I, and I don't think I feel and have found you're buying your time, right? I, I always share this story. My cousin's a private pilot, 
right? We had this conversation recently. He has flown everybody from like celebs, Justin Timberlake, to very wealthy oil people in the Middle East, right? And I've had these very extensive conversations with him and a number of the people I've met through him who successful, have a lot of money, like jets, everything, yachts, like you name it. And I've had a chance to learn and have these conversations, not only with him, but with some of them, right? Through different people that I have in my network. I have a friend whose father took a company public. Through all the conversations I've had, what I've learned is everybody is on their own path. And at the end of the day, none of it matters because at the end of the day, you're, it's, like, it's like the casino idea. Like you get your chips, you're not taking it with you. All you're going to do is figure out what this, what this life is, right? But the only thing about money that I've noticed to be true with people who have it is their aim is to buy back their time. Right. Like wealthy people that my cousin and I have talked about, he's like, look, they integrate their family into their life, but the money they use is to, okay, they fly private. Cool. Why? It's faster. It's more convenient. They can do it with their families. Cool. They spend X amount of time here with their family. They do this with their money. They have made, they have all this stuff. Why? They want to evolve their quality of life. At the end of the day, none of this stuff is going to matter anyways. If you're broken inside, that's the truth. Like it's always an inner game first. If the real value in the money is, for them is, hey, I want to buy back my time. I want to create a different experience than maybe most people get. And there's nobody here who's going to be able to tell you that's the path or the other. The question is, what do you want and how do you integrate within the totality of your life, right? There is no balance in any of this. I think that's the thing that people get really challenged by. The societal view is, oh, find balance and all that stuff. And it's like, there's no balance. Like to become a great salesperson, you have to over-index on spending a lot of time putting the reps in just like with lifting you want to get stronger you have to over index on putting the reps in you want to get mentally sharper you have to read and and over index on putting the reps in you want to become a better person you over index on being vulnerable and putting the reps in that's what it comes down to absolutely and when you look at it that way it's like yeah whatever you want can happen but you have to determine what you want and money can only solve the money problems like it does yeah sure it buys you back time but if your relationships are shit and shit's happening in your family life or, you know, you still have fucked up situations with friends and friends, it's more, it's still a reflection of you. Like you still have to deal with that no matter how much money you have. So that's one of the things that, you know, you and I talked about multiple times over dinner is none of this is going to matter. Like at the end of the day, you're going to, you are the only person who's going to walk through life with you. Can you walk through life and appreciate that and see it for that? You know, it's interesting. I heard Casey Neistat say this a while ago when he sold his company for like $20, $20 million. He was like, money only solves the money problems. It doesn't solve the life problems. Like say my, my mom or dad die, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be just as sad on a fucking yacht or in a Lamborghini than in my fucking car right now, right? Mm-hmm. And I think differentiating, like using the money to solve the money problems, right? The life problems are, are very much so, like you just said, it's a very inner game thing. But to that point, people, the whole find balance thing, right? I don't think anyone gets to extreme hyper levels of success, right? Or incredible success very fast unless they catch a crypto pump on Shiba Inu or whatever the fuck. You and I are, are very much so we live, it, we live life at certain extremes, mm-hmm. right? Extreme individuals produce extreme results, Right. And you, you obviously see that with a lot of the guys you work with. I see it with a lot of my own friends. We're all extreme individuals. And mm-hmm. it's like the amount of work that is put in, it's like, it's not normal. And I think the whole thing with when people try to say, oh, you have to find a balance. Like, it's just like, oh, follow your passion and the money, money will come. It's all bullshit. 
in order to produce or do something to build a night, like a hundred million dollar company, right? Like you want to build, you got to be a fucking crazy, extreme individual. That's not an, that's not a normal thing to do, right? Mm -hmm. Like quitting your job at 24 and going into business for yourself. Like I did with literally no plan, just the, the will to make it happen is an extreme thing to do. And moving across the country to a place where I have one, I have one friend and doing all these things and just making it fucking happen is an extreme thing to do. So what I would say to like a lot of people listening, right. Is if you want extreme things, if you want to live an extreme life in any aspect, right. Whether it's having incredible relationships, whether it's making a shit ton of money, whether it's buying Mm -hmm. that freedom, improving your quality of life, whatever it is, what I'm, I'm, I'm going to say to you is you have to live life at an extreme level. Yeah. You know, I, Funny enough, this conversation happened. I was 25, right? This was four years ago. And I had just started, I had just started, but oh no, I was 26. I had just started at FedEx. I had told my buddy Ty, I was like, I'm going to build a business. Like, I'm going to figure something out. Like, I don't want to do the corporate thing long term. That's the truth. And, you know, we had talked about so many different things. He's very successful. He does private equity. Like, at 28, 29, he's done things in private equity that take most people at least to 35, if not 40 at the soonest to get to. Right. So I remember we were having this one conversation when he was home one time and we were talking about like relationships and business and sport and like all of this in totality. And like, he's one of those people that like, he sees it big. He does understand like there's greater out there. He's, he's been afforded a lot of experiences that I admire and I've learned so much from him. And I remember we were having a conversation because we had both at the time gone through very similar experiences with relationships and particularly with women and on top of that with friends, right? Like uh, the more I index on being on my own and working on myself and training super hard to build a body and like being invested on trying to grow a business at the time, the more I was like away from them and I was evolving and changing. They're like, oh, you're different and all that stuff. And he was like, he said, he said something like almost accidentally because it kind of came in the conversation. He's like, the further you get away from normality, the harder it becomes for many people to understand. Yes. And I, I thought that was such a profound thing to say, even though it, it kind of tripped in the conversation. We kind of sped past that because we were going back and forth on certain things that we've both gone through. And I was like, that was so beautiful because it, it, it's really true. It's so many people are conditioned into what's enough, like food, water, resource. Like, I'm just trying to get by. I'm just trying to survive. I'm just trying to do this. And obviously there's experiences and things that you go through from childhood or things in your life that put you in there. Yet, if you want extraordinary, there has to there has to be something that helps you transcend to what that is, right? Like you're not going to be a great athlete just doing half-ass at work. That's the truth. You're not going to be a great business owner or bis- great investor or whatever just doing half-ass work. You're not going to become an incredible human being. How you love, how you give, how you care for people, just by being like the rest of the people in terms of relationships. Right. And so you will end up to them seeing like you over index on the time you spent on something. So it's like, oh, you have no balance. What I've come to learn that I think has been really important and has helped me as I've grown as a person is I'm owning who I am and who I want to become. I want to be a great athlete in my own right. I want to be a great coach. I want to be a great business owner. I want to be a great person to my friends, my future wife. I want to set the standard and example for how that relationship is as I evolve in my journey with however that plays out or what I want with that, if you will. 
And that's why I spend the time I do on business and personal development and understanding behavior and all these things. And a lot of people don't understand that. But I also use the example of if you, if you look at it from the standpoint of like, hey, I want more money. Hey, I want better relationships. Hey, I want to be in better shape. Those are ordinary things. Yeah. But the word is extraordinary. It's extra of the ordinary. So if you want more of those things, you have to do the extra. And that's what the word says. Mm. And we look at it and we're like, what the fuck? Like, oh, you're like, you have no balance and you have no this and this. And it's like, the word is extraordinary. You want an extraordinary life. You have to do the extra of the ordinary things to actually experience those ordinary things the way you're, you feel or think or perceive they're meant to happen, right? All you do with, with your business is you put more reps in. All you do with your fitness is you put more reps in. All you do with any of this stuff is put more reps in. That's it. And that's why it becomes extraordinary to them. But what they don't see is like, it's just the word ordinary with the word extra put in front of it. And it seems so simple, but that's why they don't understand what you're doing. Like it's far from what they would consider normal. And so in that path, can you appreciate that? Like you're owning who you want to become. You're owning it exactly where you want to go. That's beautiful. Yeah. And what I would add to that, right? So I was talking to you this idea that, so I have an idea and you like the idea. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a, an incredibly active role in, in terms of customer acquisition for my, my main company. And I'm going to document the entire thing. And I'm going to show everybody and everybody who follows me, everyone who listens to this podcast, everyone who's, you know, follower on Twitter, whatever, inside of my community, what it looks like to do something absolutely extraordinary. When you're world-class, it's something that you do, and then you put in extraordinary effort. And it's going to be called Road to the Rari. I don't know if we're actually going to go buy a Rari, but I was going to say like a portion of the funds, I'm going to go make like, I don't know, like two, 300 grand in a couple months and then document the entire thing, the sales strategy, the processes, how we do literally everything, document everything, build out SOPs for other people for when they join the community, they're able to do the same exact thing and just document what it looks like to take extraordinary action, right? A lot of people, especially within like agency businesses and, and the stuff that, that what it is that I do and like online marketing, lead generation, whatever the hell it is, what they lack and they lack because they haven't developed the skill set yet. What they lack is the ability to put their head down and go to war. And if you can go to war with focused, aggressive energy, right? Obviously from a very grounded perspective, right? Because you're, you're, it's, it's like playing and playing on, on hard mode on veteran difficulty. If you're able to put your head down and go to war, I know that based on my sales ability, in order for me to make a half a million dollars this year, in, in my company, I need to make 1000 cold calls. I need to do 10, I need to send out about 10,000 emails and send out, let's say, you know, three to 500 video pitches. What that's going to do is it's going to bring in about a half a million dollars in one-time revenue. And then whatever we pick up off recurring is, is, is off recurring. Now let's say, and, and the way you break it down in any type of business is you have to understand what the numbers look like. You have to understand what your profit margin is going to be. You have to understand all this stuff. And the reason I say this is you want to re be able to re reverse engineer. I think I literally say this on every podcast episode. You have to know where you want to go, right? Let's say I want to be making 150, 200 grand a month. I need, so I make the calls, I get this rate, I close at this percentage, right? So in order for me to complete this series, this road to the Rari series, whatever the fuck I'm going to call it, 
I need 20 deals, right? So I need 20 one-time deals. And let's say we close everything else at, uh, what, 30%. Let's say we close six or yeah, six, let's say we close six retainer deals at $5,000 a month. That's an extra, that's 30 grand recurring. And then you make 80 grand on the, on the front end from 80 to hundred grand on the front end. If you charge four or five K for 20 deals, right? Mm -hmm. Every single month that you bring in every single 10 new clients that you bring in, you add 15% or you add $15,000 to the bottom line monthly recurring revenue. So now it's a game of, okay, we know how many, so every so let's say we do 10 clients a month, 40 grand a month, 15K recurring, 55 grand a month. When you break it down like that, right? So this is your strategy. I was talking to you about this last night, how business at the highest level is the strategy. The execution is the easy part. You need to have the strategy and then you need to, you need to spend time on the strategy and then execute with speed. Cool. So I know I need to do 20 deals. How many, how, so then I just break it down. How many calls do I need? How many meetings do I need? If I close it, let's say I close at 50%, that means I need 40 sales meetings over the next X amount of months, right? So then it just becomes a game of reps. It becomes a game of output. The more output, the more fucking money you make, the faster you get to your goals and the faster you can push the ceiling and break through that glass ceiling that keeps everybody in the same mode that they are. I was talking, I, I don't know, you know, how many of the listeners have listened to the first podcast that I did with Dan, but like Dan is at a point where he can consistently do about 120 grand a month, hundred grand a month, because he knows his numbers and he knows that how many people does he need to bring in the door and we close at X percentage. How much more traffic do I need to drive to this offer with my business? We're not running any paid advertising. It's strictly outbound. So how hard can I go? If I go super hard for three months and build a seven figure company in three months, What's going to happen is, and I'm, I'm calling it like turbo mode, whatever, the ability to acquire customers is going to see where, and you and I talk about this, where the bottlenecks are in the business. Mm -hmm. So the faster I understand where the bottlenecks are in the business, the faster I can grow to the 200 grand a month. But that's only going to happen if I move with such speed and I get there so, so much faster, that's just going to allow me to achieve my goals faster, right? And so that is what I mean by being able to put your head down and go to war right? Most people have never even made, you know, in terms of sales, like they've never gotten the phone with 50 customers and they've never made 50 calls in a day. They've never made 150. They've maybe made five, maybe 10. They've sent their emails and they got their softwares to track their fucking emails. Like, dude, I was telling, I was telling, um, I was on a podcast the other day. I was telling them, dude, I built my whole business off an iPhone and a Google spreadsheet and a free zoom account. That's all you need. People, mm -hmm. they, they want the strategy, but the, the strategy is just to get the shit done. Like it's just to go to war. And so I think the more people understand this, and I think this is what's good about things like podcasts and, and free information and listening to guys like you and me, is you're able to download our mental models and the way that we think about the world and instill it into your own logic praxis, the way that you see the world, right? Your mode of mm -hmm. operation, your modus operandi of, of viewing the world. And the more that you start to instill these mentalities of decisiveness, dominance, you know, focused aggression, mm -hmm. elite level systems engineering and, and focused on business, the more you understand these things, the faster you get to your goal. And a lot of the people nowadays, because the internet is so instant satisfaction, instant gratification, we're currently losing the ability as a society to be able to sit down and do the work. 
which is why I think we're experiencing, and this is kind of a rant, but this is why fundamentally we're experiencing a generation whose attention spans are lacking, who aren't willing to do the work and who are very complacent versus guys who are operating on fucking full steam ahead, all cylinders, people like you and me, people like Daniel, people like, you know, my boy, Luke, like people like my, me and my friends, because we're all operating like full steam ahead, like work, 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 doing exceptional and extraordinary things, putting in extraordinary effort versus people who are literally at zero and don't even know where to start. And they're like, okay, I'm just going to sit here and scroll TikTok for seven hours. Yeah. And it's like, here's the other side of it too. Obviously our business businesses run on social platforms. So it's not like we don't spend time on those platforms. The question is what use do you make of it? Right. I, like I tell my friends, I'm like, I don't see any problem with you using Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. I don't think any of these platforms are bad. I, I'm, I push very hard against the idea that social media is bad. Like I really do, because I'm like, all it does is it, it magnifies most people's issues, which is shit they don't deal with. They don't love their lives. They hate themselves. They're not happy with who they are. They're out here scrolling. Then there's people who are posting about where they went on vacation, wishing that their life was like that every day because they don't enjoy their own life because they don't enjoy themselves. They don't like who they are. Right. That's all that's happening. So like, do I think you can use it as like a great connecting platform and an opportunity to just build relationships, keep up with friends? Sure. Get the other side of it too. It's like, you can use it to monetize. Like we've both been on Twitter. I've been on Instagram as well. I know that you are now too. There's other platforms. There's YouTube. There's TikTok. Like I, I have, I'm, I mean, we've both been in LA. In a place like LA, there's a ton of people who make money off of TikTok. Like a yeah. lot of fucking money. There's people, they're like, a lot of the biggest YouTubers live here. They make a fuck ton of money YouTubing, right? They produce. They put the time in. Yes. Everybody's idea of production is a little bit different. Like your mechanics for how you produce versus my mechanics for how I produce, how they, all different. Yet at the end of the day, it's production, right? Yes. Are you a producer or are you a consumer? And most people will live their entire lives in consumption mode, which is why you end up in the same place over and over again. And at the end of the day, like not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Not everybody wants to be the next whoever. And my, my push to, uh, to anybody listening is you don't need to be you or I or Musk or Bezos or any of these people. Like you don't need to be Tony Robbins. You don't need to be those people. Be clear on what you want and go go 100% with that. It's That's the thing I find with people is they don't see that this is a game of production. And a lot of that times this starts with what do you want? Like that's what we've been talking about a lot. And it's also like the, from the mind frame, I love how you said it. It's like you get a chance to look at how people think. It's also super simple. Like yeah. you, what you just said is, Go make a lot of calls. It's gonna, this is, these are my numbers. This is my success rate. Cool. You just told me what you have to do. That's it. You made it super simple. It's X amount of calls, X percentage rate, X lifetime value or closed rate value. Beautiful. That's it. Same thing. It's like, it's like you want to be a bodybuilder. You got to do a lot of reps with different movements to build muscle tissue. You got to eat food. Cool. You want to be a bodybuilder, go do that. Yeah. You want to you know, be a, a teacher or a student or you want to go to school or whatever. There's, a, there's formula. It's like very, very simple. Can you see it in its simplicity, right? And over index on the ordinary, or as Alex Hormozzi says, the boring work, right? That's the thing that actually makes things work. Yes. But we get caught so many times. I see people get caught up in the story, right? Like they see the rosiness and they see like the flashiness and they're like, oh, like you have this. Most people don't see what goes on behind the scenes. Like, and I have this conversation with some of our clients like their competitors, powerlifters, athletes, whatever. And it's like, I want this body. I want this performance. I want to hit these numbers. And like, you do it. And like, you've helped me fast track it, but I'm still not there. And I'm like, you didn't see the 15, 16 years that I've spent just getting hurt and pushing myself and learning and trial and error and all these different experiments 
that I had to go through. And I essentially can cut your result time of whatever you want into like virtually nothing compared to what I had. I did based on my experience. Right. They don't see that. Yeah. That's something that I think is, is undervalued is doing the actual work. Yeah. And what's, what's interesting is like, you know, I tell this to literally almost every client I get on or every prospect I get on the phone. They're like, you know, I'm, I, I tell them, I'm like, look, like you guys can certainly go and do this yourself, but would you rather spend time, energy, and have no clue where to start? Or would you rather just have us come and do it for you? We'll turn around for you in like a week and, and you'll start making money, right? It's all about yeah. how much time is worth, right? We're really good at what, what it is we do. You know, I'm happy to bring you on, but it's really up to you. And I think like putting the ball in their court is like, you know, the experience is what's valuable. Anyone can go in and anyone can say, I'm a coach. I run this business. I run this. I do that. I do this. But the trench warfare over and over and over and over again, the reps, the experience, just constantly bashing your head against the wall until you find something and it finally pops. Like that's why we are successful because we're able to go through that and then just continue pushing. Whereas a lot of people, and my, my point here is whereas a lot of people quit, like you can't quit. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Like there's so many different things. I've t- I talk about this all the time and for, we haven't had a conversation about it, but it's like in terms of like economics, right? Like they're printing all this money. Like you have no time. Like you, people have less time than they think. And the more people like give up on their dreams, the more people that become complacent, the less competition there is for guys like us, which is necessarily, you know, it's a good thing, but everyone who listens to this podcast and listens to this, this show is not a person who wants to be complacent. They're not quitters. Right. Mm -hmm. So what I'm really getting at is like people, they, everyone's an overnight success, but they don't see the 10 years of work that's gone into it. They don't see the thousands of calls. They don't see the thousands of injuries, all the, when things weren't going well, sleeping on the air mattress on the floor, they don't see that shit. They just see, you know, especially like with me on Twitter, like people will see me on Twitter and be like, Oh, he's traveling here. He's, he's with this girl. He's doing that. Okay, cool. Growing like crazy talking all this shit. But it's like, bro, like you ain't, you did not see the past 10 years of my life. Mm-hmm. Like that shit. Oh. You know, it was, it was hard. It was a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. I, the other thing I think too is like, so I, I can give you a story. I've seen people in my life, like have nothing, figure it out and have nothing figured out. Right. Be virtually broke at 35 mm-hmm. and 36, 37, be multi-millionaires. I've seen it. I don't think there's ever really too late. What I think it is, is you at some point in your life, go through some experience or you have that moment where you're like, I'm not doing this anymore. Right. I've seen people who divorce a divorce and like emptying out their bank account led them a year, 18 months later to being the richest they've ever been. Yeah. I've also seen someone at 21 build a dropshipping store and make millions of dollars. Right. We're all in this game. Something will connect with you at some point. And it'll be, it might be on your deathbed. It might be at 12. I don't know. Everybody's path is different here. The, the, at the end of the day, if you think it's too late, it is too late Yeah, because that's a belief you have. You've created that narrative. When you get to a place where you're like, it's up to me and I'm responsible for the outcomes of my life, that's when you move faster. That's when you start acting. That's when you start doing the things 
that you want to be doing to get to the places where you're looking to get, because in your being, you understand who you want to become and what you have to give in order to facilitate that starts within. And then there's a path to it. Yeah. It's not just, Hey, I'm going to work to make money. It's like, Hey, there's a path to this person you're saying you want to become. You have yeah. to understand that. And so it's not a matter of too late or too soon. Like I'm a big believer. Yeah. Bring the competition, right? Yeah. The truth is there's not a, the, the, the competition is not what people think it is. And this is why very true. there's very few businesses very, very few businesses that have the level of brand loyalty that Apple does, that Nike does, that Google does, that Facebook does. Why? It's taken a lot of time and they understand their customer better than anybody. That's the truth, right? They have a lot of time in it. They have the best of the best. And so they can sustain the test of time. Coca-Cola, another example, right? The yeah. product is what the product is. When you get to that place and understand that it's a long game, you'll approach all this differently. You're like, cool, let's just put the reps in. Let's get to work. Let's be open-minded to changing. Let's do what we need to do to get to where we want to get. You have to get to that place first in order to change. And if you don't, you'll just you know be spinning your wheels and a year from now, you'll be making the same amount of money in the same position with the same friends and the same living circumstances. You have to make the choice to say, hey, when I make this change, I'm going to just honor it and be consistent. It might come with monotony. It might come with a lot of redundancy. And that's part of the game. That times it's going to be boring. And that's part of it. You have to learn to accept that. Yeah. You know, I want to ask you, I'm, I'll, I'll preface this. So when I was 21, I had a really, really clear, when I, actually when I was 19, I had a really clear idea of who I wanted to become when I was 23, 24. Mm-hmm. And it took me, and this is for everyone listening. It only took me four and a half months to accomplish and achieve all of the fin- like financial and, and these goals that I had, right? I was, I thought it was going to take years, but when I was 20, when I had just turned 22 and I started getting into sales, it took me literally four months. It took me until like February of 2020 to go from $50 in my bank account, no fucking money. I was driving my mom's car, my mom's beat up car to work, 2003 Hyundai Elantra. I had no fucking money to penthouse apartment in Philly, $35,000 car, money coming in, making, making six figures a year. It took me four and a half months. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time, all these goals that you have, especially when they're financial, when they're just, you know, kind of life things, they are so easy to achieve when you just have 150% direct focus. So I think what's going to be cool is like, you know, kind of seeing what barrier I can push now. And, and, and I think like, I'm going to give myself four to six, another four to six months, but I think it's going to take two to three to do all these, these new things that I'm talking about. Right. You know, build a, a $50,000 a month company uh, and then start to scale up to, you know, six figures a month. But I think it's going to be a lot more achievable just because the systems are in place and I know exactly what I need to do. Like there's no guessing, right? Like when I was 20, 21, 22, like there was a lot of guessing. There was a lot of uncertainty right now. There's absolutely no uncertainty. It's, it's literally like the chances of everything happening are just like, okay, just do this one thing, do the boring work. And then everything's just going to fucking happen. Like, okay, bro. Like you want a Ferrari? Like, okay, cool. So like, go make a thousand calls, go make 2000 calls, acquire a shit ton of customers. Like, okay, you want to, buy a, I, I want to buy a house in, in Greece. I want to buy a, a, a villa. Okay. You want to buy a villa in Greece for residency and, and get your, your second passport. Okay. Do exactly what you need to do. 
And so I think it's going to be very interesting and, and we're going to have a lot of conversations because you're going to see me do this in real time. It's going to be very interesting how much focus directed work is going to create the results that I personally want. And so I've always had a kind of clear view. I, I knew exactly, I knew what weight I wanted to be in terms of fitness. I've achieved that, right? Like I, I think like if I was to try to get up to like 210 pounds due to like muscle, it would just take a lot, so much time out of my day and it would be so much focus that it, like, it wouldn't make sense from my other goals to, to hit, right? So I'm super clear on what I want, right? And so now there's no uncertainty and I like who I am and I'm super confident in who I am and I'm, I'm grounded in who I am. But what's interesting is how fast your life can change, right? Mm -hmm. Like you need, and, and this is, for everyone listening, and it's something you and I do really well, we can break everything down systematically into logic. You break everything mm -hmm. down systematically into logic. And then what happens is, is once you understand the numbers, okay, say you want, say, say you live in like a tier two city, say you live in like a Philadelphia or you live in a, a city like, well, Miami's gotten retardedly expensive. Okay. Say, say you want a, a sick, like a really nice place. Okay. It's going to be three grand. How do I make an extra three? How do I make the three grand to afford that? Say you want a car, say it's 500 bucks a month. How do I make an extra five grand a month? How many clients is that? Like, what do I need to do? Like how much more mm -hmm. output do I need to get that, that input on the back end? And so for anybody who's like just starting out, like I told this guy last night, he's like, Oh, like my goal is 10 grand a month. I said, okay, that's four clients a month or three clients a month. Mm -hmm. that's four grand. Yeah. Fucking easy. Mm -hmm. So and the reason they're not there is because there's not enough output on, on their end, right? You have two ways, you, you have two ways that, that you can, that you can generate more business. It's human capital and financial capital, right? And if you don't have any financial capital, you need to use human capital. You need to use your, your time, your, your labor mm -hmm. and the labor of others. And the labor of others needs to be rewarded systematically with the amount of output that they put in and the amount that they produce. Or you get the money in and then you do things like paid traffic where you can leverage the money that you've made in order to, to grow and continue to scale the business. But there are so many guys that listen to this, especially who follow me on Twitter or inside of the communities. And they're like, okay, well, you know, these guys are so much further ahead. The reason we're further ahead is just because we've done the fucking dog shit work to actually build what we've built. Mm -hmm. Everyone needs to go through that. And I always recommend everyone to go through that, right? Like, everybody listening like they're like oh i don't i don't want to make calls well like okay then do you not want to get paid like i don't want to send emails like i just want it easy like i want it to come to me it's not easy it's absolutely not easy. but it starts from having a clear idea of who you are like okay i'm, I'm like okay i'm six foot four uh i'm gonna be about 190 195 pounds of my max i'm gonna stay in shape i'm gonna be about eight eight to ten percent body fat i'm gonna be making a certain amount of money per per month right? A certain amount of money per day, a certain amount of money per month, a certain amount per year. That's going to continue to go up the further I go. And then, okay, what do my relationships look like? Do I have amazing relationships with my friends and family? Yes. Okay. What do I need to do to work on those relationships? Like what kind of girls am I dating? What kind of places am I traveling to? Where, like, what kind of experiences am I having in my life? Like, am I going to, you know, am I putting myself in situations where I'm able to meet, you know, guys like you and, and, level up my network, right? This is who I wanted to become. I've always had a very clear idea of who this was. I didn't have that clear of an idea. I just knew I wanted a nice crib and I wanted a nice car and uh, I wanted to make a hundred grand. And now like that's kind of already done. 
So now it's like, okay, like now, so what really matters? Like what, how far can we take this? And everybody starting out needs to fully fundamentally understand. Absolutely. It starts with having a clear idea of what you want and who you are. hundred percent. And it's also being able to appreciate that that's going to change. Right. That's the big thing I've seen. The thing that often becomes an individual's crush is they get to that thing that outcome that they were looking for and they just lost sight of the process. And so when they get that thing, it feels good for a day or a week or three weeks. And then it's like, fuck man, like it wasn't that cool to spend money on a car or a Rolex or a house. Yeah. Right. It's that, but it, when you become involved into the process, having those goals is good. It's helpful. They're milestones or markers along the way, but they're not the identity of, of what you're creating. They're mm-hmm. just a part of the journey. And I would encourage anybody who's listening is, be clear on where you want to go. Yeah. The outcomes is far like, look, we've seen it. We've been around people in the Twitter space. Like I have people on here that nobody even like follows really or knows, but then you meet them. You're like, fuck, you make like 20, 30 million a year. Sounds crazy to someone listening, but there's dudes out here who make crazy money. There's even yeah. dudes who are a bigger name that it's like, Oh fuck. Like you not only do you use Twitter, you have this whole other company that makes five, 6 million a year. And you're cleaning house off of just your social products. And then you have this whole other thing, right? The reality is, is what's your mission? Who are you becoming? Where are you going, right? A man with a mission won't lose sight of it, right? Like that's the thing for, I think both of us. and And I've seen you grow a lot, even in the past couple of weeks, just from conversations we've had is like, you're always evolving. I'm always evolving, right? Different places, but same path. Realistically, there's a mission at hand. So when she hits the fan, it's like, cool, we're going to figure it out. Everything can go south. We're still going to figure it out. I, like, yeah. I, I, tell, I tell even like our team, I'm like, look, push comes to shove. I, like, I don't care. If I got to like, find a way to feed everybody, I will. Yeah. Not because I think I need to save everybody, but it's my responsibility if I went by bringing you into our business to make sure that if you're putting in the effort and you're putting the output – Myself, Chad, all of us, we're collectively doing this together. Yeah. My responsibility is to make sure that you being a part of this culture gives you everything you've wanted, right? Yeah. I only want people who, who fuck with what we do. I also have a responsibility as a business owner, Chad and I do both, to make sure that these people end up with what they came for, right? Yeah. And I think when you get to a place of high level responsibility, you understand that there's flack that comes with that. You understand that there's there's trade-offs quote unquote, or there's an opportunity cost. There's some things you're just not going to have anymore. And that's okay. Like I tell my friends, I'm like, I don't really care to spend time with people all the time. I love the intimate time I spend with the people around me when I do spend time with them, but I don't need to go out four or five nights a week. Like some of my friends do like, that's what they do. They work their job. They go out like, cool. They travel when they can. That's it. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's what you want. That's what you want. It's not what I want personally. So I'm at my life anymore. And that's a big part of it is like, what do you want and play that long game? Like, yes, micro speed. Yes. Like implement. Yes. Go, go, go. Be clear on where you want to go. Like, and be clear on the fact that it's going to be a journey. Right. And I've seen it all ends. I've seen people who figure it out in a year. I've seen people who figure it out in 10 years. Like when I say figure it out, I mean, get to the income level that they thought they wanted to get to. Right. I remember at one point, the numbers we did in December was basically what I would make in a day job in a year. And I was like, okay, cool. I had kept saying that, yo, I want to do hundreds of millions of dollars and all this stuff. And like, we're still working towards that and we're going to be. Yet 
once upon a time, the money we made in December was the day job. Cool. Like that's another thing that just like it connects along the way. Like that's cool. And we have to keep going. We, yeah. There's a bigger purpose here. We're, we're on a mission. And I think that's a big thing too. It requires quite a bit of pulling back the layers and combing through insecurities to realize what is your mission? What do you believe in? What do you stand for? I notice a lot of people, they just get into it. And they're like, oh, I want to make money. I want to do this. And that's good. That, that can be a great starting point. I would never tell you differently. If you're going to play this game for a while and you're going to matter in about 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, shit, even five years. But if you really want to be doing this long-term, you really have to understand what you're in it for. Because yeah. it's a it's a game and it, there is no real exit out of it, truthfully. Like, sure, I, like I've heard the stories of people who retired who get a buyout and all that stuff. Most all of them end up coming back into the game. Yeah. Because there's just something about the process that brings them back. And that's the same thing here is like, play a, get into this for a long game. Pay your bills, make money. Great. Those are all things to start off. But understand where you want to go. That is the piece that's going to make a difference in the long run. Yeah. And, and that always is going to change, right? Like it, it's going to, it's going to change. Like you might get to a point where you're just happy with where you're at. Like you might be, you might got, you guys might bring your business to a million a month and you're gonna be like, all right, well, like, yo, this is cool. Like, you know, can we put, can we move the needle? Can we push further? Like everything is always going to change, but I think, and we'll kind of start to wrap it up here, but I honestly really believe that regardless of what you want, I think if you're self-aware enough to understand, okay, like I'm happy with where I'm at. Like, dude, if I take this business 200 grand a month, bro, like the, the work is going to be to take it to 300 versus 200. It's like, yeah, it's like, what's, what's the difference, right? Like that lifestyle on 200 grand a month is going to be re- absolutely ridiculous. Sure. 300 make a big difference. No. Right. Like it, there's, um, I remember I was watching the Hormozy video and he was talking about, it. it's like, you know, the, to live a top 1% life, you need to spend like 150 grand a year. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's so interesting, but it's like, you know, as soon as, as long as you're clear on what you want, like, you know, with Cashflow syndicate, we built, my goal was to build the world's best community, which it is for guys who are just getting started out in sales, freelancing, copywriting, business agency, shit, whatever it is to build the best community in the world that allows people to succeed incredibly rapidly. Right. And we've done that. We've done that. We've, and there's, you know, 50, 60, 70 people in there. I think across the group, we generated like over a quarter, like over a quarter million dollars in the past four and a half months since we started it. Mm -hmm. And we genuinely built the world's best community. And I'm always, I'm, I'm very driven based on impact. Right. And I always wanted to do something mass scale and, and have a fucking major impact on people. Even with this podcast, right? It accomplishes a lot of goals for me, right? I'm able to, to put my ideas out there and people resonate with those ideas and they listen and it, it might change their lives, right? As long as we've done it one time, we can do it a million times. And that's kind of like, you know, with obviously, you know, I got my marketing company, you got the Twitter brand, but the Twitter brand is about the culture. Cashflow Syndicate is about making an impact, such an impact on the culture and creating something that is truly the best in the world for like people to go in and make, you know, their first $5,000 or first $10,000 online and get access to a community where there's guys who are at way higher levels that they're able to interact with and facilitate that community. Because my biggest thing, especially when I was coming up was like, and that's why I got on Twitter in the first place and really started hitting Twitter hard was like, I saw that there was a community of people that thought exactly like me 
who were doing similar things that I was like, shit, like it would probably make sense for me to be friends with these people. Like mm-hmm. you're not going to always, like you can't sit there and talk to your home, your homie who's smoking weed all day back in your hometown, like not doing anything, like, you know, working as, you know, you know, God bless him is $12 an hour job. You're not going to be able to sit there and be like, yo, I'm, I'm trying to build this company. We're going to acquire clients this way, bang, bang, bang. And we're going to do all these different things. When you look at it, it's like, you know, no, like as you level up, it's harder to relate to regular people and also harder for people to relate to you. But you need to always have people that are on the same page in certain aspects, right? Like I still got my good friends that I still chop it up with. And we talk about different things. But if I if I'm trying to talk about business or ideas to scale, I got people I can call, right? As you level up, you need to get in better circles. That's why I created this community in the first place. And it truly is, I think, the best community in the world. And I'm super, and it's not altruistic in the slightest, right? Mm-hmm. It's my attempt at being able to be like, oh, I helped that guy and feel mm-hmm. really good about helping that guy, right? Yeah. And so, you know, at the end of the day, communities exist, they're there. And if people want to take advantage of these communities, but like on Twitter's free, cash flow syndicates $9 a week, like if they want to take advantage of these communities that exist, where they can genuinely level up and transform their lives, they can you know put food on the table for the family, get a new car, get a new place, move to a new city, be able to travel, want, like whatever life they want to live or whatever they want to do, there are places in the world and on the internet that exist where most of your friends these days are going to come from the internet. Like they're going to come from things like social media because it's so hard to find like-minded people who are on the same page as you that aren't fucking weirdos who aren't trying to get over on you in real life. Like you're not going to find them out. You're you're not going to find, probably not going to find your wife out at a bar on a Saturday night in LA. Right. No, no, most certainly not. And this goes back to a twofold conversation. One, like you said, you're like, Oh, if I get to 200, what's 300 doing for me like what does what does it change the quality of life alex always talks about like the marginal utility of more money yeah like and wealth being a ratio so like determine how much you really need right i like my older cousin who's a private pilot makes a fuck ton of money like a metric fuck ton of money he lives on like 5k a month right now there's some people who live on 20 30k a month and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that yeah but Based on what he makes compared to his cost of living, and that's with him living, going out to eat and doing certain things, that's all he's paying, right? And so the question becomes, what do you want, right? And being clear on that, and then wealth being a ratio. It's like if you make, let's call it 40K a month for purposes, and you spend five, you you make eight months of income in a month. Yeah. Which means every month you buy another eight months of freedom, quote unquote, if you will. Be aware of like where you want to go. Not everybody wants to. I've met entrepreneurs do it. It's crazy when you're in the Twitter sphere. I've met people who make crazy money, but they live in nice little condos. Don't spend a lot of money. Live very minimally. Like you've seen me. Like I don't. I live pretty simply. It's nothing crazy for me, right? And then like you have desires for Ryan Limbo. That's cool too. The ratio is relative to each of us. Yeah. And, and getting being aware of that is super important. Like the top one percent make four hundred k a year. Yeah. That's. 30,000, a little over, a hair over 33, 30-ish thousand a month, 33,000 a month. Your tax. Right? Yeah. So people have this idea that I got to make hundreds of millions of dollars or 250K a month. It's like, no, like be clear on what you want. The mission is what will drive the numbers in the long run anyways. Right? That's the big difference. And once you start to understand that, then it's like, cool, this doesn't 
none of this any matters anyways. All the bullshit you hear doesn't matter. Anyways. What do you want? Play that game. Unwind it. Deep it dig, dig into it. Yeah. At the end of the day, you'll end up with the things you want anyways by just focusing on that. Exactly, man. Exactly. Like, you don't, you don't, you genuinely like don't need to, I forget who was saying this, but it was like, you know, guys worth like, dude, like worth like a half a million dollars, like, can, like are able to convince people, people that they're multi multi-millionaires just because of the cash flow that they're, they're able to have and like the lifestyle that they're able to keep up. It's like, you know, you don't need, yeah, you don't need 200 grand a month, but like we're allowed to get there. Like we're allowed to just move that lever, push that lever, press that gas pedal. And we're like allowed to get there. So it's like, you know, it just becomes this game, but it's like the marginal utility of, of the money. Like, yeah, you can obviously like, yeah, you have an, an extra hundred K and like disposable income a month from 203. It's like, what are you going to do? Go charter a, a super yacht every weekend. That stuff gets what do you want. It's, it's all about what you want. So guys, this has been a great episode. Farshad, thank Love you for, for coming on. I will, uh, we'll wrap it do this again. We'll have to do it again, man. So, guys, figure out what, what it is that you want and then break it down in terms of numbers and systems and go from there. Like, figure out, be super self-aware and, and figure out exactly what it is that's going to make you happy or you think that's going to make you happy and start knocking out whatever those objectives are, whatever those goals are. And before you get there, who do you want to become? Because getting clear on what you want is easy when you are very aware of who you want to become, Right. Like, cool, if you want to be whatever, then cool. What do you want based off of who you want to become? When you start with, like, your being, it's that whole idea of be, do, have. When you focus on the being, the rest is a process. It's a journey, and you can get clear on that quickly. But if you're like, oh, I just want this money because I want to have cars, why does that matter to you? If you want to have money and you just want to have a lot of houses, why does that matter to you? Is it because in your being you're insecure and, like, you have all this shit that drives you that doesn't actually support you in the long run? You're going to end up having all the all those things you want, just going to leave you further empty. Figure out who you want to become. Who do you want to be? And then figure out what you want based off that. And then, like, it, like I can, you and I have talked about it, too. It's like, even when it's bad, it's like, you can laugh about it. Like, yeah. we've had, we both, we were talking about, like, the bad times or the fires we put out. Like, there's been a ton of shit that's happened with our business. I know there's been a ton of shit that's happened with you at times. Like, you just end up laughing about it. Is it heated for a moment? Yeah, but, like, you have a long-term perspective. Yeah. And it's only because you understand what you're you who you want to become and what you're going to give for it and then what you want to have is about is the after effect exactly uh so let's wrap it up here first uh first shot where can we find you i'll put the links in the description if anyone's interested in checking you out i know your instagram is pretty big you drop a ton of content on there yeah you can find me it's my handle is the same on all platforms it's far shot sarafi so i'll text it to you too so you have it but it's really easy to find me i do a lot more on instagram you and I talked about it. I'm going to be getting back on Twitter here shortly, and we're going to, you know, start playing some games and having some fun and entertaining. You know, it'll be good. It's been a minute. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, this has been a great episode. Thank you, uh, thank you again for coming on, um, guys. Fun. Appreciate you. Appreciate you too, my friend. Um, so, guys, if you're taking anything from this conversation, go sign up for Cashflow Syndicate. Go follow me on Twitter if you're you're not already. I don't know why you wouldn't be following me on Twitter. Twitter is at your lazy FVCK, cashflowsyndicate.io. Go check it out. Get inside the community if you're not inside. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. This has been episode five of the syndicate.